Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Hey, Bear. Welcome to the podcast again. Hello. How are you two? We're just getting ready for this big, big retreat that's coming up in October. I know. I'm so excited. I can't wait. So excited. Let's do it. We're so excited to welcome you back. Is this second or third time my this, pregnancy brain is not working? This is my third time. Oh so my god! I was there. Yeah. So I was there for the first two. And then when you had the one in January, I wasn't able to be there. And then this one, I'm back. So I'm so excited. Oh, wow. We're so excited too. We can't wait. Mary, you were with us at the very beginnings. I mean, I think we're still in the beginnings, B, but totally. you like you were there for our first one when it was just what how many people were there 13 12 uh 13 or 14 I thought yeah the yeah. OG oh my gosh in yeah. South Carolina mm-hmm. yes in the three or four story townhouse with the the walk to the beach and oh my gosh it was such a great great event and here's what I loved most about that one first of all your um Bridget both of you and Kenzie your trust in the Lord your trust in the Lord to make that weekend happen from the idea and the concept to who do we ask to come and talk to how do we make sure there's coffee for (laughs) these people all day long to, you know, I mean, just toilet paper in the bathrooms. I mean, just from, from A to Z, every detail. And, and there were some lessons, there was some stretching that happened that first retreat, but it was so beautiful to watch you both kind of just receive what the spirit had. I mean, mm-hmm. we did almost have a moment where I burned the house down, but you know, <laughs> literally. And, yeah. um, and we got through it, you know, it was fine. We, we, we figured it out and the Lord was very, very generous, but I, I still have relationships with some of the women that attended oh. that um, retreat. And I just, so much good has come from it. And to see now you branching out, you finding, um, another place that was a little bit bigger, uh, you know, had a little bit more amenities so that their, their physical needs are met and that opens the door for their spiritual and emotional needs to be met, which is just beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. We Mary, the biggest feedback we've heard from from the women that have attended who have heard your talk is that Mary opens up the whole room um, with your, mm-hmm. with your testimony. Um, and so I think both Ken's and I have had, separate women say, you know, I came with this very deep wound and I didn't know if I would ever share that wound with this group. And then Mary shared her testimony and I immediately knew that I could, that this was a safe space to share these things. And so, um, I do think that that is, that is your gift is opening up the retreat with like such a real and raw story. Well, you know, um, I learned a long time ago that you know, unforgiveness only rots the vessel in which it exists in. And, and for me, I had to walk through a series of, of decades, right. Uh, of years where I had to forgive people in my life for things that had happened. I had to forgive myself. And what I found in that process was freedom. And now that I walk in, I would say probably 90% freedom. We still have a few things to kind of work through that. I'm not, I'm not done yet. The Lord's not done with me yet. But to find such beautiful, big pockets of freedom in my life, it is my greatest desire for every other woman and man, for that matter, to walk in freedom. And if, you know, what's so beautiful about Unraveled is that it's not just about what's holding you back from living your 
dreams, but it's identifying what the dreams are. I mean, there's a whole process to the weekend and I love how it's set out, but the first day is really just what, you know, what pile of mud are you standing in? What mess exists in your life that maybe you don't even identify it as a mess, but it's holding you back from being free. It's holding you back from moving where the Holy Spirit needs you to move. And by sharing what I've been through and my story, what that does to people is it puts us on an equal playing field, right? I have been hurt. I have hurt others. You have been hurt. You Mm -hmm. have hurt others. Um, You know, uh, how is the Lord going to come into that hurt and into that wound and how is he going to begin the healing for you? And I know that first retreat, there were stories shared, like you just said, Bridget, where they hadn't spoken the words yeah. to mm-hmm. anybody. And they felt like I can do this. I can, I can walk with these women. It is a safe place. I trust them. And, and that trust is so beautiful. Like we just meet each other on Thursday night and then boom, Friday you're mm-hmm. in it. And it's like the Holy Spirit does so much work beforehand to prepare everyone. And then when you step into the field of, of battle, it's like, let's go. There's some mm-hmm. things that we need to really dig into so that, you know, by the time you get to Saturday and you start dreaming and you start opening up your future and what you want and what you think God wants for you, there's nothing holding you back because you've, mm-hmm. you've begun the process of healing and of letting go of what it is that's, that's that anchor to you. Mm, that's good. Talk about that first night, Mary, that um, on those first two trips, you led up with, uh, well, B and I um, did Alexio Divina, and then you led a deliverance over everyone. Yes. Talk about the power in that room and um, seeing people pray over uh, one another. There's that image of you holding one of our guests' faces. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about, And she's sobbing in mm-hmm. your hand, and it's Ugh. just palpable. I mean, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. Well, one of the, um, you know, God always works through your woundedness, right? This is where I find myself preaching and teaching. It's through my wounds. And one of my wounds is a broken motherhood. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that because my own relationship with my mother was, was challenging growing up. My mom's hundred percent German. My dad was hundred percent Irish and I got half of both. So mm-hmm. more Irish than the German. So it was hard to communicate with her. And, and I do have a father wound of, of being, not being enough, trying to always prove myself. Right. So that kind of, um, that kind of upbringing, my, I love my parents. My parents loved me, you know, it wasn't abusive in any way, but that kind of upbringing sets you up in your own, you know, being a wife and being a mother is kind of cloudy. There's some clouds there. And so when we had our children, we were blessed with four souls, two that we didn't get to hold and two we did. And our son, Jonathan, who'll be 33 this year and our daughter, Courtney, who went home to the Lord when she was 22. And it wasn't the motherhood I wanted. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, these kids were very, very different. They were very different from me. They required different things from me. And, you know, my, my daughter had tremendous special needs. My son was Mensa genius. I mean, like, are you kidding me, Jesus? Like, what is going on here? And I'm dyslexic and Jerry's really smart. And I'm like, what do you want from us in these stories? But what we figured out was, you know, your children are selected for you and you for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, God works through that. God works through all of that. And so you have to come to a point of acceptance 
mm-hmm. of true acceptance and true love for the individuals that God gave you. What did that do for me? Well, I made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes in my motherhood, especially with my son. And um, it was it's broken. It's a broken place in my life where the Lord is now coming in and um, is healing me. Is healing me, is healing my son, is healing our relationship. And I'm so, so grateful for that. But when you come to one of these events and the whole idea is to let go and let God, especially those first two nights, um, the one thing that the Lord has, has, well, many things, but one of the things is that he's given me this gift of prayer, of being to inter- being able to intercede for people. Mm-hmm. And so I remember um, when you described that photo, I know exactly who that was and I can remember in detail what their wound was Mm -hmm. and I stand in place of their mother Mm -hmm. I stand in place of their father whoever that parent was Mm -hmm. or the individual was and I will say that in my prayer I am standing here as your mother right um pardon the squeaky dog toy I just removed it okay um (laughs) sorry hello Maggie welcome to podcasting um so I I I say that I as your mother am saying to you I am sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm saying to you, if you can't hear that from your mother and many of them can't because their relationships are so broken. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, God asked me to stand in that place as, as sister, as mother, and to say those things that their hearts are desperate to hear. Yeah. And God gives me in that moment, I have no idea before I actually begin praying, none, zero zilch, none. And then we go and the Holy Spirit's like, all right, let's go. And we yeah. go. And it's just such a gift. It's such a gift and it's such a powerful start. Um, and it's not just me praying, it's others, you know, the other teammates are praying as well. And we all have different gifts in the arena of prayer. Um, Mm -hmm. and we all come at it from different places and the Lord, it's like, he almost goes, um, you know, Tracy over in row, she needs to go to Mary, um, Beth over in the first row, she needs to go to Kenzie. You know what I mean? And, and the people, he brings you the people that are supposed to be with you that you are supposed to pray with and, and just allow the Holy spirit to work through. And what that does is it allows them to end that night in a place of, I am seen, I am known, I am loved. I am cared for. I matter. And what I dream matters and the desires of my heart, the ones that God has put on my heart. Remember that word desire Mm -hmm. means comes from the heart of the sire. Wow. It's of the word desire from the heart of the sire. And who is our sire? God, the father. And so if you have a passion on your heart and it just won't go away and God wants you to create this, or God wants you to come and love your babies this way, or God wants you to do X, Y, and Z. And you have mm-hmm. this desire like you two with this unraveled podcast and the other that you're doing. When you submit that to the Lord, mm-hmm. he's going to make a way. He's going to tell you, yes, go now. He's going to tell you to sit down and be patient for a little while because it's not ready yet. Yeah. The field isn't ready yet. Or he's going to say, nope, that's not what I want you to do. Right. But he's not going to hand it. He's not going to abandon you. God is faithful and God is true. And mm-hmm. as I enter, like in September, I will be when I arrive at this year's um, event, I will be 55 years old. Woo-hoo. I have oh. more years behind me than I do ahead of me. Mm-hmm. That's just the fact. And I have embraced so much more. I've, I've learned how to be so much braver in my later years than I ever was in my twenties or in my thirties. Wow. 
because I lived with so much fear and God has freed me of that. Wow. Praise God. That's amazing. I think that that's another thing that is so beautiful about um, your testimony, Mare, is that um, a lot of younger women, the gift of you is that you have, you get to share these things with us and, and hopefully we can take note of the things that you've shared and say, okay, how can I, maybe I've already done some of these things, but how can I change course and be braver, like the title of your book, or, you know, be bolder and say that I'm not going to let these things, these wounds hold me back. I think it was really cool that you opened up your story sharing that a lot of it is related to the family because I do the people that I end up talking to a lot of their wounds are connected to their parental wounds and then it ends up becoming a marriage wound or a motherhood wound or a friendship wound right but a lot of it does end up starting within the family and um, forgiving parents who maybe never have even said the words to us, but we have to learn to let those things go in order to become the version of ourselves uh, that God wants to be. And I think you know, all of it's a lifetime thing on learning certain things. Um, I think that were that happened to us. Um, but I, I just think it's so beautiful. Anyone listening um, who is on the fence and feels like They've been through things. I think one speaker I once heard said, like, walked onto stage with a bunch of suitcases. And he mm-hmm. was, she, she was like, if you had a troubled childhood, here's a suitcase that you're bringing into marriage. And she opens it up and all this stuff falls out. And then she says, if you've been through this, this is another suitcase. By the time we're in our 30s, we have brought uh, so much baggage with us that it's like so good for to have these weekends to just say, okay, let me take stock of what has gone on in my life and how can I heal myself and also be real with myself? You know, what, what is it about me that I bring into friendships or what is it about me that I bring into working relationships that I could work on? You know, is there something um, that I carry that has to do with parental wounds or something? And here's the thing when you say that I can work, here's, here's the here it is. Here's everything in wrapped up in a nice, neat little package. Mm-hmm. We have learned to be so self-reliant yeah. that we forgot we're not the ones that heal ourselves. Amen. Only God heals. And what this weekend allowed for me, and here's the interesting part, is that you know we come as a team and we're prepared to minister. We're prepared to sit with. We're prepared to accompany. But God always has something for us, too. You know, we don't just go and then walk away with nothing. Most times I feel like I walk away with more than I could have ever given. But I learned early on, I cannot heal myself. I need Jesus. I need him to come in. I need him to take that 10, you know, thousand pound boulder that's been sitting in the middle of my chest. I need him to, to take that crowbar and get it out of there. And then I need him to sit with him and have him minister to me. And the beauty of the Unraveled weekend, of the Imago Day weekend, is that just that idea, we become unraveled. But yet mm-hmm. you are in the company of women who are ready for the unraveling. And therefore, we're able to meet you where you are. We're able to accompany you in that first 24 hours of kind of, whoo, that was kind of rough, you know. And yeah. we're able to speak love and kindness and truth into you. To the point where when you leave on Sunday, you're like, I can do this. Jesus and I have this. Mm -hmm. And we don't there. 
I mean, like I said, I email, I correspond with many of the women that I've been in these retreats with for the past three, you know, two and a half years. I don't even know how many years it's been. Um, I get lost in time. So it's, it's doesn't stay there. And that's the beauty of it Mm -hmm. is that you end up bringing it into your everyday life. That's so good. I think there's a temptation to think like we can just be healed too on the side of heaven and it's going to be a whole lifelong process. And so that's another great thing about these retreats and getting to spend time with our speakers is that you have this community of women who know your heart and stand by you. Um, even after, like you said, Mary, it's not like, good night, like goodbye, good luck. It's let's do this together. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's such a gift. It's a gift to give yourself to be able to step away from, let's say you're single and you're not married and you're trying to figure things out. Come, it has nothing, you know, come, let's say you're married, but you don't have kids yet. Come, let's say you're in your forties, come. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how you figure out your kids just left for college. And you're like, what am I supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. Oh, sister, you and I can have a conversation. Come. Yes. I mean, right. Had women I mean, of all ages, which all ages, all beautiful. seasons. And the Lord puts the people there that need to be there. Yeah. The right combination of the right seasons with all the different types of woundings. And he meets us there. Do you guys remember that, that moment at the first retreat? I think this is one of my favorite retreat moments is, um, there were women of all ages and it was a smaller retreat house. So it was like very intimate and we were having one of the like breakout moments where you could have like free time and do whatever. But most of the women decided to all sit in a circle and talk to each other. And it, it became this organic moment of like sharing advice and wisdom from the different generations and the younger were sharing things with the older and the older women were sharing. And I had just like chills and I was just Mm -hmm. like, Ken's and I were like, what is happening? This is exactly what we had hoped and prayed for that. This would happen that everyone feels like they have a seat at the table and Mm -hmm. everybody feels like they have wisdom to share. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I remember that one. I remember it like it was yesterday and it was so beautiful because it it happened exactly as you, you described it. I, I am amazed. I look at you, Bridget and you, Kenzie, and how you are choosing to live your lives with your handsome husbands and your beautiful children. It's not easy, right? Trouble and suffering comes to us all. And the people that are closest to us are typically the people that can hurt us the most. Mm-hmm. And I watch you and then you have these grand ideas, like big ideas. Like I'm sitting here. I remember at your age, I was like, if I could just not burn the bunt cake that I'm bringing to the officer's wives club with a captain's <laughs> wife is like, I that is bonus, that. right? Oh, I'm feeling that. good. And yes. you guys are like, let's start a podcast. Let's do a retreat. Let's do this. Let's start a business. Let's go here. And I'm just going, I got to sit down. Because I'm like, you're making me breathless here just with all of the energy and all of the, the, the ideas. But here's the thing that the Lord chose that for you. Like he's given you the energy. He's given you the right spouse. He's given you um, the right situation where these things can now flourish. Mm. You have this confidence. I'm not saying you're not scared and I'm not saying that you're not um, thinking, I don't know if I'm qualified to do this. I say that every day of my life when, you know, I get an email from somebody asking me, like, where do I find healing for a pornography addiction? What do I do about my my son's drinking? What do I do? You know, I mean, I I hear you. 
Well, we find I find it so funny that you're saying this, Mary, because Ken's and I talk on the daily. Like, we'll text each other and be like, "Can you believe Mary's doing another course? Oh my gosh, we need (laughs) we need to we need to figure out how Mary's pumping out these things so quickly." And so it's funny that you. I think that also the sign of a healthy circle of women Mm -hmm. is that we all see the gifts in other people, and we're like, "Look at what she's doing." And there's no sense. There's no sense of we're mad Mary's doing that. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, no, it's celebration over competition. It's encouragement over envy, right? There is no jealousy. There is joy. We celebrate one another. And you know, the best part is that when, let's say something goes wrong and it doesn't work out so well, we're still there. Okay. This one didn't work, but what is the God, what is God saying to you about this? What is the Holy Spirit? How is he's, whispering to you, what can we learn from this? And so we learn from each other. I am not out to off their pedestal. Like that is not who Mary is. Like Mm -hmm. I've been kicked off my pedestal so many times. I know what that bruise looks like. And I'm like, that is not how we're going to play this game. You know, we are going to celebrate. We are going to encourage. We are going to find joy. We are going Mm -hmm. to help in any way we can. Um, this and younger o- generation offline. come and live boldly. Amen. Mm. Um, offline before we started the podcast, um, all three of us were chatting about how there there have been times in other circles of women where that part isn't totally celebrated. And mm-hmm. I think that that is a wound that I that Ken's and I have heard a lot of women share that um, they are looking for that authentic uh, circle of women who are going to mm-hmm. build each other up that we are not looking at each other as competition, that we are actually there to pray with each other over each other and over each other's dreams. And, and that's another reason why I think the weekends are so awesome is because like, truly I have never once been on these weekends and been like, there is a woman here, like jealous of another woman. It's just authentically championing each other. Amen. And that's, that is what authentic friendship is. That's what authentic friendship is. When we look to the other to elevate the other, that's what true love is. Love Mm -hmm. is wanting the best for the other, not Mm -hmm. being concerned about yourself, but how this person is living out their dream, how they're raising their kids, how they're following the faith, how they're, you know, all the things, Mm -hmm. whether they're doing it quietly off the internet, off the gram, going to church every Sunday, doing their best with their five little people under six, you know, and (laughs) I, I have their families at church that are like that and they're not on social media. They don't know who I am. Not that that's Mm -hmm. even a thing, but I remember like this weekend, there was a young family and mom made, as she said, after mass, so these are her words, not mine, the critical error to (laughs) not bring the soft truck, brought the hard truck because it was a quick grab out the door. We have a parish where there are very high ceilings. And if you clink something, you're going to hear it. Oh, my God. And so sweet, this sweet little four-year-old was just having the best mass, you know, (laughs) with the, the, thank goodness we have cushions. So it was only the occasional clink against the back of the wood uh, pew. But she was quietly dying behind me. Just, you could, I could feel it. Like I have a hot flash in sympathy for her because I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can totally, I can feel every cringe you're making. And so at the sign of peace, I turned around and I looked at her and I said, you are doing a fabulous job. And these children are gifts from God. 
And I want that, you to bring yes. back the hard truck every Sunday. If that <laughs> means he's happy, so you can hear the reading. And I if you see us here, you sit right by us. <laughs> like, you sit right by uh, us. I introduced myself. Afterwards, Jerry and I introduced ourselves to all five other children. Yeah. And we just sat and chatted about cats uh, and dogs uh, and dinosaurs. It was great. And she just sat in the pew. And it was like, she looked uh, like she was going to weep. Oh. Yeah, she was. She did. <laughs> she went home and wept. And exactly. I'm just like, that's what we need to be to each other. Yes. yes. I don't need to look at you with my scrawny eyes and say you're not doing this right (laughs) what good does that do that does not build up the kingdom of heaven and the reason why i share that story is because that's who we are as sisters when we come together on this weekend there's nobody giving you that that eye that is known to all mothers in church (laughs) there are just women that are curious about you and want to celebrate you and want to lift you up and want to pray with you they want to learn from you and it's not just us teaching you. you. It's we're right. learning from you. Yes. And surrounding yourself by those types of women because they only help you. Right. Yes. Like, that person that you look to and you're like, dang, they're doing this right. I want that. Great. They are helping you by you being around them and by you championing them and yes. learning from them and getting their gifts. That's a gift to you. Your gifted friends are gifts to you. Oh, it was so, it was such a wonderful ride home because here we are, we're, we're getting ready to welcome our first grandchild in the fall in October. Uh, little oh. boy. We're so excited. And I looked at Jerry and I'm like, the hard trucks are coming back. <laughs> I, we have to find the soft ones. Cause I'm not sure as a grandmother, I, I'll have a heart attack just like I did as a mom. But like we, you know, it, we're coming back to the season. To we come season. back around, oh. but it's now with our grandchild. So, oh. yeah, it's it's going to be wild. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle, indeed. But oh. God is good. And he gave this passion and this drive to the two of you to, to put this weekend on. And he's given you platforms that, you know, it's even the fact that it's mir- miraculous. It's even happening. And you've brought together this team of very diverse women with different stories and different backgrounds. And it's so awesome. And I know the Holy, I know the Holy Spirit is like a big fan. And I know Satan doesn't want it to happen because my lawn people just arrived. And so now all I can hear is lawn things. And I'm like, no, you will not drown us out. Sorry. You know what? You leave slower, guy. You will not. I mean, Ken's hasn't this happened so many times, speaking of Satan, that like the like he will put in a little bug in people's ears before retreat, whether it's people who have already paid or whether it's even our chaplain has said it. Like, I think such powerful things happen on these weekends that he is going to try anything he can do in the planning process to like help it not happen. But thankfully, thank you, Jesus. It always has, but um, yeah, it is a real thing. That's because you don't listen to the noise. Amen. You put your head down and you do what he asked you to do and you don't listen to the noise. And you two are very, very good at that. That's nice of you. <laughs> You're like, very nice no of idea. You, oh, I do. I do this for a living. So yes, I do have every if, if idea. You knew the behind the scenes, but we do. Yes. The noise is there. It's so yeah. there. But and, yeah, it's just, yeah, it, it, it's actually good for us because we and I say this all the time, like, I think people think like the speakers, the leaders, oh, they must have it together. And the joke's on all of them because (laughs) I am a wreck. And so it's just, it all helps 
us grow in our faith journey and our, you know, our spiritual life. And I don't know, I learned so much from the people that come as I'm, as we're crawling to the finish, as we say. Yeah. And, and isn't that a beautiful kind of mirror image of how we're supposed to have our relationship with the Lord? Like there are things like we get there and we think we can do this and do that. And this is going to happen. And the Lord slowly strips it away. Yep until it's just what he needs it to be. Yes. And yeah. you have to humbly sit there and go, well, that didn't go as planned. That mm-hmm. was not my plan. <laughs> Apparently the Holy Spirit had a different plan. Oh, That's we've fine. had those. Oh, yes. no, no. We're just going to roll with it. The stories that we don't even share with, you know, that, that are behind the scenes that I think that it is. Those it, are the miracles. Yes. And it's also such yes. a testament to like, if, if something is trying to work against you in a hard way, it usually means you're onto something very powerful. And Mm -hmm. I've noticed that not just with the retreats, but with any endeavor, like there is always a noise in the back of your head when you're trying to chase something that says, don't do it today. Or you know what, just don't put that much effort into it because it'll happen. And that's usually the moment that you're supposed to go hardest because it is a temptation, I think, to to not fight through the hard moments to get to that beautiful end, which is the retreat. And it is always so beautiful. Um, so yeah, if anybody's listening, who's on the fence, I, I hope that you guys reach out, reach out to Mary. If you want to hear from the side of a speaker or reach out to Ken's and I um, to just chat more. And then press go. Yes. And then just come and do it. Come. Yes. And you know, there, it, first of all, if you're even thinking about it, then take that as a sign mm-hmm. to really begin to pray about it. And because, you know, there's something that we've said today. There's something that you've read on the website. There's other people's testimonies that you've read. Something mm-hmm. has jarred something in you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hmm, maybe I should do that. And my answer to you is, yes, do that. Because what's on the other side of this retreat, you can talk to any individual that has attended any of these three. Now this is going to be the fourth retreat. And the stories they will tell you about when they got home and how they implemented all the things that they heard on that weekend, they're in, you know, they're in a completely different place. You look at the people that started on that first retreat, just on the team. Okay. Not even the individuals that came, we are all in a different place because we implemented the same things Mm. and the Lord has worked through our lives tremendously. And so this is an opportunity to kind of have him meet you where you are have him sit with you in the mess and then figure out where he wants you to go. That's so good. If you want to hear Mary speak, see you October 6th. <laughs> there you go. And I promised Shaw that I would go to the morning exercise this time. <gasps> oh, that's another treat of the retreat. Yes. Our Isn't beautiful it? friend Shaw that Shalini is going to be there and, just the transformation of the Lord in her life is just, it's just gobsmacking to me. I just, and I've been, I've had a front seat view, you know, for the last two years and it's just been amazing. And so I've never, I'm, I like my sleep in the morning, so (laughs) she does it kind of early, but I promised her this time and she was so excited. She's like, Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) So you get to do a light stretching in the morning, just kind of wake up your body and do the thing, get ready for the Lord to speak loud and clear. And then you'll kick us off and it yeah. will be glorious. And another thing that's, you know, available to you throughout the weekend is you can do, you can talk to us individually. You know, there are times mm-hmm. where we set aside for that, where if you just want to go for a walk on the veranda and just kind of talk something out, that's and what girlfriends that, do. 
right? That's what we do. We listen. And we, you know, I know with me, when someone starts to trust me in that way, I am praying the whole time for the words to be given from the Holy Spirit. And great, great conversations happen. And some really, uh, uh, you know, big aha moments happen. And it's just, it's just such an incredibly special weekend. Oh, Thank you, Mayor, for all those words. Um, I think one last one last thought to wrap it up is it's become super popular to do these like online retreats or even these bigger retreats. And something that was on Ken's and I's heart is even though it is a little bit more effort um, to, to plan these, we really wanted women to walk away with authentic connection and friendship. And so like you said, Mayor, um, the, the gift of these weekends is the speaker gives their beautiful testimony and they sit right back down and they're in the same exact room as you. And yeah. so, um, if you, if something has touched your heart that Mary has said, or shawl or one of our other speakers, the beauty is at lunchtime, you can literally pull up a chair next to them and chat with them about those things or go for a walk. And so I, I hope that this weekend blesses women. And I, and I think that it does. And just creating that intimacy that we have lost in so many ways as a culture. Absolutely. And, you know, we've spent the last two and a half years being separated by a screen. Yeah. And it has really taken something from our ability to connect um, live and in person. Mm-hmm. And one of the beauties of this weekend is the smaller numbers of women allows us to have that connection. Mm-hmm. You know, it allows us to walk in a room and you've got introverts and extroverts and half intro and half extra and everybody in between and everyone finds their safe haven. Yes. And you watch it and you just, it's so beautiful. You just watch it begin to happen when they first arrive. And then by Friday, you know, you see these friendships blossoming and, and it just, it's so freaking beautiful. And, um, I'm just so excited that I, the Lord has blessed me enough that I get to, I get to do it again. I'm thrilled. I can't wait. Oh, thank you, Mary. We can't thank you enough. It's going to be so good. Thanks for listening to Unraveled Podcast. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.